Welcome <laughs> back, Cry Freaks. We're winging it. It's been a little, little minute. It's been a while. It's been a while. But we're back. And Carrie has a case for us that I've not heard of. Um, we've got Zachary Davis. Zachary Davis. He's okay. also known as the Sledgehammer Killer. Oh, that sounds horrific. Um, I'm also having computer difficulties today. <laughs> it's fine. It's really pissing me off. Anyway, there we go. So, Zach Davis is the... Uh, is the la, 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 <laughs> I, We're starting off We're great. starting off wonderful. I can't even... I can't pull down the words. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> Zach Davis is the son of Melanie Davis and Chris Davis. He was born July 29th, 1997 in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Zach has a brother... That is one year older, named Josh. Their father died of ALS in 2007, when Zach was nine years old. And this seemed to be Zach's downfall. Zachary fell into a deep depression, and he was sent... Listen, I'm going to throw this computer out the window. (laughs) It keeps skipping on you. I know. There we go. Zachary fell into a deep depression, and he was sent to see a psychiatrist uh, four times at Vanderbilt University. um, Like right after his father passed away, Mm -hmm. um, the psychiatrist said that uh, Zach was having, I've said uh, 16 times. It's fine. I'll edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. It'll Uh, only take me an extra 20 minutes. uh, I'm going to say it extra now. (laughs) (laughs) The psychiatrist said that Zach was having depressive episodes, anxiety, and traits of schizophrenia. For some reason unknown to anyone, Melanie, his mom, pulled him out of treatment after just those four sessions and never sent him back for any more counseling. Oh. So the family that was left, Melanie, Josh, and Zach, all moved to, um, all moved after this to Hendersonville, Tennessee. Okay. Zachary just fell deeper into his depression. Here in Hendersonville, this is where Zach says that Josh allegedly molested him. Oh. And where he got up the courage to ter- tell his mother about the sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, she just yelled at Zach and told him to stop telling lies. Oh, no. Uh, supposedly, this was investigated after everything went down in the end. And nothing could be proven. Oh, I hate that. But that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. You know, exactly. we weren't there. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but at this point, Zach had stopped bathing or showering and was just wearing the same clothes over and over. That's so sad. Zach said it was because he didn't want to be vulnerable in the house where he was assaulted. Other people thought it was just his depression. Which could have been some of it. I mean, it could be one or the other. Yeah. Or it could be both. Both, yeah. (laughs) Probably both. After a few years of moving on with life and Zach staying kind of in his shell, everybody noticed that he was quieter than he used to be. Um, He only spoke in a monotone whisper, but overall, he was pretty much the same. Mm Mm-hmm. No one really saw what was coming. Zach had two appointments on his phone that people found, or I'm sorry, two apps on his phone that people sound interesting. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Two appointments. Yeah, because I just took that as an abbreviation for appointment. Yeah, it's okay. We're showing our age here. (laughs) So anyway, not appointments, but apps. (laughs) Zach had two apps on his phone that people found interesting. Mm-hmm. One was an app about serial killers, and I guess that's weird to most people. Um, not really. But, I like, mean, if we had an app that had 
Oh, we that probably had, do. Yeah, that was like about serial killers. That would that be weird? <laughs> I mean, that would be a lot of information for us. That's right. That might be something we should look into. <laughs> I think that um, somebody should let me know if that's something that we should be worried about. If yeah. I find one of those apps and I download it, because I would absolutely be somebody that would download that. <laughs> yeah. Same. Okay. Anyway, scrolling on till we stop talking about being on our watch list. Okay. And the second one was about torture devices. Oh, that's, well. That one's a little. Again. Yeah, but I don't have, like, a whole app dedicated to it. No, just a, a Google search history. Yeah, there's a whole Google search history that we don't really need to discuss. Oh, anyway, where was I? If you say it was just based on those two facts alone, he sounds like a true crime fan who's into BDSM. Right. But, right. <laughs> seeing as he was only 15... Oh. And also had some serious mental issues going on. That was unfortunately not the case. No, because I have a 14-year-old and I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and did I mention that his school notebook had little sayings written in them? Such as, you can't spell slaughter without laughter? Oh, no. I mean, it's clever. It's clever. <laughs> in my opinion. But, but with hindsight being 2020, it's pretty eerie to see him laughing in the interviews that he's done oh. while discussing what he did. Oh my gosh, I think I've seen this interview. Yeah, okay. he, he sort of like snort laughs on the mm -hmm. Dr. Phil interview. Yes, yes, I've seen this. And like he, he just talks in the same tone Monotone. the whole time. And yes. it's real creepy and I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah. Just makes it more yeah sinister, I guess. I think so. I think that's that's what stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Now they always bring up, now they always bring up people who do horrible things, reading horrible books, and his horrible his horrible book was Misery by Stephen King. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone listening is sort of putting two and two together here, but he is called the Sledgehammer Killer. Oh no! But in reading's defense. <laughs> Uh, he also played several violent video games. Oh. I wasn't able to find any resources saying exactly which ones they were. Which game? Or if yeah. they contained a sledgehammer. Correct. Okay. I just kind of wanted to defend reading books yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Since they were, like, really putting it out there, like, well, he read Misery all the time. And we I read like, Misery all the time. I was like, okay. <laughs> what's That's your all point? crime books are. <laughs> well, I'm, it's no. someone's misery. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Misery, like the actual book by Stephen King. Oh, okay. Actually, and I've never read anything from Stephen King. Okay. Did you ever watch the movie? No. Okay. Well, if you did, you'd have understood my hilarious reference there. I didn't get it. About the Maybe our listeners the sledgehammer thing. God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope somebody gets it because <clears throat> my humor feels very unappreciated I'm so right sorry. now. I'm, like, I'm going to go home and immediately watch it. Like, I would really appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, August 10th, 2012 started like any other normal day for the Davis family. That evening, they all decided to go to the movies together. After seeing the movie The Campaign, which is a comedy, by the way, and it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yes, I, me and my mom watched that together. <laughs> the family came home and Melanie went to bed around 9 p.m. Shortly after that, Josh went to bed also, leaving Zach up alone in his room. He proceeded to pack up a go bag with some clothes, a toothbrush, uh, some of his notebooks, a ski mask, gloves, and a claw hammer. Mm. After waiting a bit to be sure both his mother and his brother were sleeping, Zach quietly went to the basement and retrieved a sledgehammer. 
This is when he climbed the stairs, went straight up to his mother's bedroom, and bludgeoned her to death. Oh my god. The medical examiner stated that he, that at least eight of the blows from this sledgehammer hit Melanie in the head. Oh. Um, this is why, you know, I personally assume there was no screaming. Because, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah. why didn't the brother wake up? Because he had been knocked unconscious. Because he was aiming for her head. Yeah. I mean, oh. that was the whole premise in it. He was aiming for her head. Uh, immediately following killing his mother, Zach locks her bedroom door mm-hmm. before leaving it. And then goes into the game room, which um, is also upstairs on the second floor of their house. So uh-huh. it's kind of like, um, I don't know. I was never one of those super rich people that just had a random extra bedroom in my house. Uh, yeah, <laughs> same. That, I'm fairly certain that's what it was. It was like another bedroom or office that okay. was upstairs. And they set it up like a game room. Yeah. So he goes in the game room and he pours kerosene and whiskey all over the floors of the game room. And then he sets the room on fire and closes the door. Mm-hmm. He grabs his go bag with his belongings that he had packed up and he left the house. He and he is still covered in his mother's blood. Okay. Um, Josh is woken up to the sound of the fire alarms in their house going off. Like the smoke alarms. Mm-hmm. Um, statements from Josh say he woke up, went to his mother's bedroom to wake her up in case she didn't hear the alarm. But her door was locked. So he quickly went up, went to wake up Zach. But he wasn't in his room, so Josh went back to his mother's room and broke down the door and found his mom there in her bed, brutally beaten to death, and absolutely covered in her own blood, like, in her, like, everything was covered. Oh, it's awful. Josh ran out of the house, like, straight to a neighbor's house, Mm -hmm. and, like, pounded on the door to get help. So, I wonder why he didn't kill his brother. Um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Okay. But he definitely doesn't like his brother either. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Um, close to five hours later, Zach was found by police about 10 miles away from home. Um, that's kind of, it's according to which articles I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Some said five miles, some said um, eight miles, some said 10, some said 13. Okay. Like the distance he was from home okay. when he was actually picked up. And he still had his clothes on that had his mom's blood on him, even though he had a change, change of, clothes of clothes in his bag and he didn't change them. That's not smart. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. Like, he didn't argue or fight or resist in any way when the police arrested him. Hmm. And he fully confessed to what he did. Maybe he was just waiting to be caught. That's that's what I thought, you yeah. know? Like, he was just like, well, I'm just going to get away from the house, and then whenever they find me, they find me. Right. But um, this is, you know, when he's doing the confessing, this is where we learned that as he was beating his own mother in the head with a sledgehammer, he was laughing. Oh. But when detectives asked him what was funny about what he was doing, he said he wasn't sure. He found out at this time that his brother was not killed. He thought he um, had killed him in the fire that he had set. Oh, so he did mean to kill his brother. Yes. The reason that uh, the fire didn't spread, or the reason that he didn't kill his brother, is because he closed the door, and it kept the door, the door kept the fire from spreading throughout the house so fast. Yeah. And they had the, um, the smoke detectors working mm-hmm. and all that right so because he had closed that door it kept it contained okay um when asked if uh if blah, 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 i got tongue-tied again <laughs> when asked if he would have done anything differently zach says he would have zach says he would have killed josh with a sledgehammer too so he would have actually died since died since the slow way of dying in a fire didn't work out oh my gosh could you imagine being the brother <laughs> and knowing that he 
meant to kill you? That your brother meant to kill you? Well, and he wishes he would have killed his mother quicker so she didn't have to suffer. I don't know that she would have suffered that much. I mean, she's probably knocked unconscious, I hope. Well, there's, they don't think that she was conscious oh. after, like, the second blow. Oh, God. But, you know. Who knows? She had to have opened her eyes and saw her baby. Yeah. That she gave birth to. Standing over here with that hammer. I couldn't imagine. No way. Mm-mm. That just breaks my heart. But, um... He said all those, like that entire quote. Like, that was an actual quote from him. Um, I would have killed my brother, or I would have killed Joshua the sledgehammer, so he would have actually died. Or no, the quote part was, so he would have actually died uh, since the slow way of dying when the fire didn't work out. Ugh. And uh, and that he wished that he would have killed his mother quicker so she didn't have to suffer. And uh, he said all those things with, like, this weird smirk on his face mm-hmm. um, when he was telling all this to Sheriff Sonny Weatherford. Like, he was just kind of grinning mm-hmm. while he was just saying all this. Right. And it's kind of like, hmm. It's very eerie. Okay. <laughs> um, inside one of the notebooks uh, Zach had taken with him, he had written a letter confessing to what he had done. Basically, just journaling his day. I killed Melanie and left Josh alone to suffer. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel remorse. My only true regret was that I didn't give her a faster death. I didn't want her to suffer. So he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. No. And he had written that before he was arrested. Wow. So. I can't wait to hear his motive. Like, why did he do this? Once trial commenced, Zach's lawyer laid out a defense of insanity, trying to prove that he was not guilty even if, he, even, <laughs> even if they had his confession because of all of his mental issues. Mm-hmm. One of the psychiatrists who saw Zach while he was incarcerated was Dr. Bradley Freeman. Dr. Freeman testified that Zach told him, he killed his mother at the request of his father, who died back in 2007. Zach said he was even asked under oath if he still heard his father's voice while in jail, and he said he, he, said he did. Oh, no. Another psychiatrist who saw Zach around 30 times while he was in the jail um, said she had never seen someone so unattached from their emotions, and she had diagnosed him with schizophrenia and depression. At random times throughout the trial, Zach would just laugh weirdly, with, like, for no apparent reason. Oh. Like, he would just randomly bust out Do laughing. we know if he was medicated for schizophrenia, or... Um, while in jail? Or when he committed the crime? Oh, no, he wasn't medicated. Okay. At one point in the trial, Zach changed tactics and said he was covering for his brother. That Josh had attacked their mother with a sledgehammer and set the house on fire, and he was just covering for him like a good brother would do. But there was no blood from Melanie on Josh's clothes when he was found at the house when the police and fire rescue got there. Right. And Zach's clothes were covered. Not hard, not really a hard one to figure out. Right. You know? <laughs> like, which one's lying here? Yeah. Another claim from uh, Zach's notebook was that his brother had sexually assaulted him when they were younger. We spoke about, spoke. We spoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember, you remember, you remember, you remember, we spoke mm-hmm. about this earlier. You know exactly what I said. That's right. (laughs) We're back in kindergarten now. It's fine. (laughs) And it was uh, ridiculous. Uh, I lost what I was saying because I already made fun of myself here. (laughs) Our accent. I know. That people apparently love us for (laughs) that we absolutely hate. Uh, I don't even think I have one of them. Not when I'm trying to be. One calm. of our listeners said that they thought it was hilarious that we said shit ton in one of our <laughs> episodes. I that's, said I had to be Carrie. That's 
That's a that, that's a real measurement. I mean, that's dude. a real measurement. A shit ton. A shit ton is a measurement, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have a shit ton of french fries right now. Oh, that'd be great. With some cheese? Yeah. yeah. And ranch? And bacon? Mm. Okay. Okay, anyway. Mm. Yeah, that had nothing to do with what we're doing. No. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway. Another claim from Zach's notebook was that his brother had sexually assaulted him when they were younger, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, let's see. And this was um, Josh, Zach's brother's kind of reaction to it. Uh-huh. Um, and so he said that it was ridiculous that he loved his brother and it must have been something made up in his damaged mind. Or maybe someone did that to him and he somehow blamed me for it. Right. Um, the quote in the notebook was, I was raped by him that day and I've been planning to kill him ever since. Wow. Yeah. But the prosecutor's office was like, nah, <laughs> you had little notes about wanting to kill your brother and your mother um, in your notebook from days before. Right. Like, they were dated. Oh. Like, journal entries. Okay. Um, you packed your bag ahead of time. You know, you threw your phone in a ditch after you fled the scene. Like, he meant to. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And you had some preparation. You know, like, you got... You prepared, dude. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, so, like, they were trying... First, they tried insanity. Mm-hmm. And then he switched around right at the last minute and was like, it was my brother. And then he was like, no, it's because my dad told me to do it. My dad's been dead. (laughs) Yeah. So, like... His dad died in 2007. Yeah. So, this judge was just like, no. (laughs) You're just trying to pull some shit on me. We're done. (laughs) Yeah. And this is a Kentucky case. Like, we live in Kentucky. Well, they're from Kentucky. This is a Tennessee case. Okay, they're from Kentucky, but they moved to Hendersonville. Yeah, it happened in Tennessee. Oh, it happened there. Okay. Mm -hmm. All the family friends um, say they never saw it coming. Yes, that was strange. But the Davis family had a pretty good dynamic. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they all got along and loved each other. Yet, when the officer asked Zach if he loved his mother while being questioned for for her murder, he said sometimes. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Okay. When he was asked why he killed Melanie, he said, because she wasn't taking care of my family. Okay. And also, when asked why he chose a sledgehammer, he said, so I wouldn't miss. Oh, my God. See what I was talking about? (laughs) With the... Using the sledgehammer yeah. on her head, like aiming for her head specifically. Yeah, he so was. That he wouldn't miss. He used a sledgehammer so he wouldn't miss. He was worried that if he used a smaller hammer, like the claw hammer he had she in his bag, he would miss, and like he would miss his strikes, and she wouldn't die quick enough for uh, if or wake at up all. and start to mm-hmm. to fight him. Yeah. So the sledgehammer stood the highest chance of killing her. In his interview with Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil asked Zach what it sounded like while he was hitting her with the sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And Zach laughed and said it was a wet thumping sound. Oh, yuck. He said he hit her multiple times to make sure she was dead and that the hammer was heavy. Mm. Um, I kept looking it up to try to figure out, like, what the... How much it weighed. Yeah, like, the weight of it. But <laughs> it wasn't anywhere. Like, that's hmm. things I like to know. Yeah. I'd say it'd be, you know, heavy. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Some people might not know that there's different ways to sledgehammers. Yeah. <laughs> but there is. Okay. Anyway. Um, was uh, it a long handle? Was it a short handle? This was a long handle. I saw a picture of it. A long handle. Okay. Yeah. But where am I at here? After just three hours of deliberation, the jury came back with a guilty verdict for life in prison. And in Tennessee, that's 60 years with a chance, of per- or with a chance for parole after 51 years. Mm, okay. 
Um, most doctors who have met Zachary Davis have said he is deeply unwell. His paternal grandmother made a statement that every teacher, every guidance counselor should have, um, should have had to stand trial with Zach. And Zach is not a monster. He's a child who made a horrible mistake. Zach's grandmother believes with her full heart that he wouldn't have done this had he had the mental health services he needed. And to this day, we will never know. Yeah, I totally think that too. I think if he would have been had help and been medicated, that it would have at might least not have made been this. somewhat of a difference, right? Somebody would have at least saw it coming, right? Hopefully, yeah. You know, it might have been stopped even. Yeah, hopefully. But you know, we all try to do what we think is best, and sometimes yeah. it's not best. Yeah. If my kid says, "Hey, I need to talk to somebody," I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, I mean, call tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> Get them the help that they need. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times it's free. I mean, it's... There's free resources out there. There absolutely is. And listen, if uh, you're not sure how to do it, school's back in session. Yeah. Talk to the teacher. Talk to the guidance counselor at school. Talk to the office. They will help you. Right. Exactly. Literally. They will. Or email us. <laughs> yeah. Email us. We can help you out, too. Yeah. Give you some numbers. Crimefreakspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. That's it for this. Even show. for stuff not so heavy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just send us an email, okay? We want some email. I mean, email is not really cool um, anymore, but it okay. is when, when listen, you, listen. When you all email us, we're cool. So yeah, <laughs> we're cool. So we want an email. We're cool. So that makes emailing us cool. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And I will be next with my case. See you in a little while. I can't Bye. even talk. Bye.